a Jets fan. Yes. As a battered Jets fan. Hello? You play to win the game. <laughs> like, I can't. How am I going to do that? How are you going to make that jump? I appreciate that. Let's I go to eat a damn snack. We're taking receipts, and I can't wait to shove it down everyone's throat when it comes around. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Manny, the battered fans are back. Welcome, everybody, to episode number three of season two of the Battle Jets Fans Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Granada. Alongside me is Mr. Bearded Fanatic himself. How are you doing, sir? Sir, is football around the corner? Because I feel like football's around the corner because... Are we talking about messy football or... Never. My fault. My fault. I know there's soccer <laughs> fans out there, but I am not one of them. As, as we've... Beat over the head before. Manny only watches one sport. The beer for now only skin, watches one sport all skin. season. And Danny, you've had your fill of basketball. You've had yeah. your fill of still going on with baseball. Obviously, you're a big Inter Miami fan. Messi coming to town is obviously really huge for you guys. For sure. But at the end of the day, your number, number one, one wife, mm-hmm. your baby mama. That's the it. New York Jets, sir, are around the That's corner. It. And it's That's awesome being back from vacation and talking some football with you, sir. Yeah, man, that's it. June 20th, and we're ready to get rocking on a consistent basis now. That we Six weeks away. We're 44 days, so just over six weeks from the first preseason game, that Hall of Fame game that the Jets are going to be playing in. So right. they might start training camp a little earlier than everybody else because they got that game. And it's exciting times, man. I, I, I've been itching to talk Jets. I've, I've obviously been preoccupied with Messi over the last week or two. But, man, it, it, like you said, it. It, this is my baby right here, the Jets right here, and I, I'm excited. It's a big season coming up, so let's get straight into it. Oh, go ahead, as, man. as of this past, by the way, happy belated Father's Day. I didn't get a chance to hit you up on Appreciate something to wish you a happy Father's oh. Day. And and by the way, let me shout out my daughter real quick. She watches the show. Do she it. gave Do me it. this, and she asked me to please have it somewhere on the podcast. So I purposely put it right here so she can see. Baby, I love you. There you go. There there you go. A little bit more. To, there you go. Perfect. You. Perfect eyesight right there. Gotcha. So as of this past Father's Day, we got 12 Sundays left. For you, sir, it's 12 Sundays and one more day because you start the season on Monday Night Football. But yeah. one thing that's boggling the mind and something we wanted to start the, t- the show off with today is you and I feel comfortable about our teams at certain levels, right? Like we we feel comfort with many of the positions on our team. But I felt like when this topic came up and I look at your team, are either of these options even something that's needed on your team? But I'm glad that we're going to sit down and talk about it. And that first topic, is there a need for Cook or Hopkins? Danny, you being the Jethead, I, I prefer to go to you first and see how you feel about this. Well, the Dalvin Cook thing to me makes more sense than the DeAndre Hopkins thing. Strictly because we don't know what Brees Hall is going to look like when he comes back. He might not be himself until after the bye week, which is six or seven games into the season. Fair enough. So because of that, if you're talking based solely on the fact that we don't know where he's going to be and you want a playmaker there, because Michael Carter had an off year last year, you know, Bam Knight and Izzy, those are question marks. We don't really know what we have in them. So if you want a for sure person that's going to contribute with Aaron Rodgers, I get it. Let's get Dalvin Cook. But uh, I'm a little more pro Dalvin Cook than I am DeAndre Hopkins. I think that we have more than enough in the wide receiver room. Now, if you tell me that we're going to get rid of Corey Davis and replace him with DeAndre Hopkins, hey, by all means. I mean, Corey Davis is getting paid more than $10 million a year. DeAndre right. Hopkins is going to be needing more, asking more or less for that. He's not going to be a crazy big contract because he would have been signed by now. I figured so, it would be like 10 to 12 range. Yeah, so I, I, I'll prove it deal, right? Because he's a one-year contract and then prove it and get, get another deal next year. So I am 
all for Dalvin Cook, and I am for DeAndre Hopkins if you're talking about maybe moving Corey Davis. But as of right now, I feel comfortable with the wide receiver room, especially with Aaron Rodgers running that room. Dalvin Cook, okay, I get it. That that one I can see a little more. Um, but again, I'm comfortable with Brees Hall. Hopefully he comes back quickly and, and becomes himself uh, sooner than later. But uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I just don't get it. What about okay. you, man? What do you think? I don't see a need for Dalvin Cook. And I understand what I, I understood all the points, and I agree with the points you're saying. But from, from a standpoint of looking at your football team, I think the bigger need is DeAndre Hopkins. And here's why. Now I get Jets fans, you could you'll you could sign me a wide receiver, and all of a sudden you'll be like, Oh my god, we have the best wide receiver. That's just how Jet fans are. Like, what whoever is on my team, I'm gonna claim is the best of all time because I got dolphin fans that do the same thing about our wide receiver room. And you and I have talked about it. We have a one, we have a one, and we have a one A with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. But outside mm-hmm. of that, there's a shitload of question marks. For me, right now in the Jets wide receiver room, you got Garrett Wilson and a bunch of question marks. And I get it. I'm being blasphemous. I'm being, uh, give me a second. What I'm saying is, Alan Lazard is no DeAndre Hopkins. So if you pair a Garrett Wilson with a DeAndre Hopkins, that's way more sexier to me for Aaron Rodgers than it is pairing up an Alan Lazard and a Garrett Wilson for Aaron Rodgers. That's just my point. Now, I, I have more faith, I think, in Michael Carter than a lot of other Jets fans do, but I get it. The depth of what you guys have in the running back room, especially coming off the injury that Mr. Hall is coming off of. I I see the need more for Dalvin Cook. But if I'm talking about the wide receiver room and trying to make it one of the best, I bring in DeAndre Hopkins into the fold. I I definitely, look, Alan Lazard and DeAndre Hopkins, obviously you can't compare the two. No, I would also take him. But Alan Lazard is a solid number two, I think, because Garrett Wilson is the solidified number one. And Alan, how many teams have two number ones as their one and two. Right. Not many. Like, that's just not the way the NFL is built, right? right? We're built right. in parity. So I- I'm comfortable with Alan Lazard. Again, if we can move Corey Davis, because then I'm moving Alan Lazard. If you can move Corey Davis, I'm I'm with it. I mean, we have 20. One website has said 21 million in cap space. The other one said 23. So we have money to sign somebody. Uh, but would you really want to add to that wide receiver room? Like, I feel like it's already a good – you have – Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, Corey Davis, McCole Hardman, Denzel yep. Mims. I understand the last two aren't sexy names, but they're solid names for a for a fourth and a fifth receiver. Those are solid names, and especially McCole Hardman. And the fact that you have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, who's automatically going to bring a tier D wide receiver and make him look like a tier C wide receiver. So that's also the positive in having Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. But let me throw another name out there for you. If I was a Jets fan, and I've been – throwing this out for my own team, I wouldn't go Cook, and I wouldn't go Hopkins. i go get Taylor Lewan and shore up that, that offensive line a little bit more. Listen, and I get a lot of people will be like, well, he's hurt all the time. Let me ask you a question. Honestly, if you could have Taylor Lewan for eight to nine games and a 17-game season, mm-hmm. wouldn't you prefer that uh, basically covering Aaron Rodgers' ass than what your current options are? Because I don't know. I don't know. We've been talking about a certain left tackle, right tackle. You don't know if he's going to win the left tackle starting position. I don't know why they keep putting me at right tackle. That's why I got hurt. Danny, we're talking about your boy, Mekhi Becton. And again, in all fairness, I think Mekhi Becton's going to come back and have a prove-it year, regardless of where, where he's going to play. 
He's looking amazing and shredded in his offseason videos. But tell me how you feel, Makai Becton. Well, I think that he poo-pooed on the coaching staff, right, in the interview that he had. Yep. And I feel like even though they won't say it, he has to be on the shit list for some of the coaches, right? Now, if they didn't need him, I think they would have traded him away because they don't need that in the locker room. Mm-hmm. He isn't hasn't proven they can stay healthy yet. And since his rookie year, which was 2020, which was three calendar years ago, you don't really know what you have in him. So if somebody's going to be poo-pooing you in public, I can't imagine that they would want him in the locker room. But they need him. Right. I don't think he's going to be the left tackle. I think it's going to be Dwayne Brown. Now, the thing with Dwayne Brown is that he's like 37, 38 years old. Because he's 38 years old, you need Mekhi Becton just in case Dwayne Brown goes down because there's a very good chance that he's going to go down. So you need Mekhi Becton there. But I do think that Mekhi Becton will be start at right tackle. Now, he's probably not going to be happy about it. But there's only 22 spots on what a lot of people are considering a Super Bowl contending team. Like, you should be happy that you're a starter on a team like that. Like, you're going to start nitpicking because I'm not left tackle, I'm right tackle. Like, go ahead, prove that you can play right tackle, earn your money, get re-signed next year with the Jets or move on somewhere else, and, and just do a good job. You're playing with Aaron Rodgers right now. You you are literally, in a lot of people's minds, a Super Bowl contending team. Like, be happy in the position that you're in and just prove it. Shut up and prove it. Like, I was really taken aback that he came out and started saying everything that he said because that's not what you want in the locker room. Elijah Moore did that. And look, he ended up in Cleveland. Now, they didn't do it during the season, but as soon as they had the chance to move on from him, they did. And that's why I think that if they would have had a chance to move on from Akai Becton, I think they would have. But right now, they don't have any other option. I, I agree, and that's kind of why I would say no, Dominic Cook. I think you're bringing a Taylor Lewan. Listen, I watched him because, as you know, I'm a fan of Ryan Tannehill for whatever reasons. People can shit on that all you want. I'm a fan of the guy. Mm-hmm. And he did a – when he was healthy, he did a, a bang-up job protecting Ryan Tannehill's backside. You remember, Ryan Tannehill came from a Miami Dolphins team where he was the most sacked quarterback over the first five seasons in the NFL. Then all of a sudden, he went to Tennessee, and they weren't touching him as much. And that was mainly because of Taylor Lewan. Now, granted, the injuries have slowed him down, but when he is on the field, that guy is an immovable object, and I think he would be a great addition to the New York Jets or any other team that's offensive line needy. Um but yeah, when your guy came out and poo-pooed on, on the staff, I'm like, I, I knew that wasn't going to uh, go over so well with the coaching staff. And maybe, you know or what? With the fan base. With the fa- I saw. I was going to say, a lot of Twitter Twitter Jet people weren't too happy that he was like, the hell's up with this guy? But one thing you did mention throughout that, and I, I don't think that Mekhi Becton and certain employees take this into account, is Aaron Rodgers, a guy who, if I remember the timeline correct, you said it's 18 months separated from being an MVP in the NFL, if I if I remember that yes. timeline correctly. Uh-huh. If he's anywhere close to what he was 18 months ago, you guys for sure are Super Bowl contending. For, forget playoffs. But I, I need to ask you something because, as you heard in the intro, Danny said as a battered Jets fan, he couldn't even continue to ponder the fact that the Jets may be Super Bowl contending this year. Danny, obviously, Greeny from ESPN is one of the biggest Jets fans, you know, all over. And he obviously picked them to be Super Bowl contending this year. When you see so many media people, because you and I like living under the radar, our yep. battered, our batteredness is like, no, no, we want to be the underdogs. Yeah, we want to be talk told. About we want to be told <laughs> we're going to go zero and sixteen. Yep. The fact that so many people are talking about the Jets potentially playing in the Super Bowl this year, how how is that sitting on your shoulders? Well, like you said, uh, I, I, for one, I'm not used to it. 
the, the only time I ever have something like that is with the Yankees, which I, by the way, I hate because you can have a great season. Aaron Rodgers hits um, Aaron, Aaron Judge. I'm sorry. Look at that. Aaron Judge hit 62 home runs last year, and you weren't allowed to celebrate it because they didn't make the World Series. Like it, being a Yankee fan, it sucks. It sucks <laughs> because you either win it all or you're not allowed to celebrate anything. Um, so I'm not used to this, and I'm not used to the fact that everybody's like Super Bowl or bust, Super Bowl or bust. Yeah. I just want to watch a fun season. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm also thinking Super Bowl, right? Like, even right. though I somewhere I, back I try, here, I, somewhere right, back I try here. to I try to hold it back. I'm also thinking Super Bowl because, let's be real, with the defense we had last year, adding Aaron Rodgers, you would hope that you have a chance at a Super Bowl. But let's be clear. It's not easy to make it. Manny is a Miami Dolphins fan. Manny rooted for Dan Marino, which, mm -hmm. in my opinion, is the greatest, obviously not statistically because you have to put into consideration MVPs and Super Bowls and everything, but throwing the football, I know a lot of people say Aaron Rodgers – Dan Marino, to me, is the greatest quarterback of all time. How many Super Bowls did he get to? One. And did he win any of them? No. So I, the whole Super Bowl or busting, I think it's a little uh, hyperbolic because like, you can't guarantee a Super Bowl. It's very hard. So right. That's why the NFL is so popular because dynasties are very rare because it's so hard to win it unless you're the fucking Patriots. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's. I'm glad that you brought up another point that the reason that you're thinking Super Bowl is one of those main things, it's that Jets defense. And that mm -hmm. Jets defense, when you look at it, like you and I have both agreed in the offseason, especially we're talking during the draft with uh, Mike the Stack guy, um, mm -hmm. that the only weaknesses we saw in the Jets defense was the back end of your defense, your safeties. safeties. Right. Um, when you look at it, Carl Lawson, you brought in another Packer, that apparently has started every single game that he's been in the NFL. Um, when you look at this defense, are you still feeling as confident as you were a few weeks back, thinking that, all right, this defense is ready to go, or do you still think there's some holes to fill? Uh, well, I, I think everybody felt like the safety was the weakness, mm -hmm. right? Now, we got Chuck Clark from the Ravens, and we thought he was going to be an in-the-box safety that would help a lot. Yeah. He's out for the season. Mm-hmm. So we got Adrian Amos from the Bears and Packers. Everybody yep. knows him. Yeah. Um. I. I. When we got Adrian Amos, I thought that he would be a good depth piece. Mm -hmm. He is That's now exactly a starter. He, he, yeah. He's probably going to be a starter now. We're going to be relying on, on on Tony Adams and Ashton Davis, I guess, as our depth safeties now. Uh. So yeah, I still think it's a weakness. Uh. The linebacking core. I, I'm. C.J. Mosley's a year older. Uh. Quincy Williams. I still think is a stud. And we haven't re-signed Quan Alexander, which I think that we should go out and re-sign Quan Alexander because when we got Chuck Clark, we thought he would be an in-the-box safety, right? right? He was going to help out. I think he led the Ravens in tackles last year. Yeah. We no longer have that option at safety. We need the thumb for Quan Alexander. So I think that he, that's a move that we need to make. But as far as defensive line, I think we are stacked. I think that our pass rushers, it's, it's – I think Will McDonald – do you know who Will McDonald is, Manny? I do. Okay. Because that name – just doesn't appear anywhere. You don't hear about Will McDonald. How many times do you see a first-round pick fly under the radar? He has to be one of the only first-round picks that has almost no pressure on him this coming year because he is probably the fourth in the depth chart as far as ends go because you have Carl Lawson. You have um, uh, John Franklin Myers, which I think that should be moved into interior uh, alignment. You have uh, Jermaine Johnson. You have Bryce Huff. 
Like you have a lot of pass rushers and he's not one of the main ones. So I think that he has been set up and, or is in the perfect spot to succeed just because he does not have a lot of pressure on him. But back to your original question, do I think the defense will be stout like last year? I do because this team doesn't rely on blitzing to get pressure on the quarterback. Mm -hmm. And that's where their success was. They, all they had to do was cover. We have two great cover corners. We can play zone if we need to. And our defensive line gets at the quarterback without having to blitz. One of the reasons that you guys don't have to blitz is a certain individual that plays in the middle of that defense. Mm -hmm. Big cornerstone piece that you need. Not that it, it's like, all right, if we get him, we get him. If we get him resigned, that is what it is. If he leaves, no, 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 no. He's a cornerstone franchise piece. And, of course, I'm talking about your boy, Quentin Williams. That contract isn't done yet. Now, he's asking some, some pricey things. He's asking Aaron Donald money, you know. And, Danny, if I'm the New York Jets and I'm talking about Dalvin Cook and I'm talking about DeAndre Hopkins, sir, pay this man. Because without this man, you guys aren't the defense that you think you are. I agree. To get 12 sacks from an interior lineman, that that's that's a big number. He he earned his contract. And I think that he'll get it. I don't it's are you it's okay? Like, are you okay with the number? Are you okay with the number? I, I don't think that he deserves 30 million. Like okay. I, like I like I've heard put around there, but I do think that he deserves to be one of the highest paid interior linemen sure. for sure. 25 mil. I there's a reason why they have 21 to 23. I don't know exactly what the number is, what, what website is correct, but somewhere between 21 and 23 million dollars in cash space right now. There's a reason for that. They have somewhere that they want to use that money, and it's on Quinn and Williams. They're probably trying to figure out how to give them some signing bonuses and whatnot to make them happy. But I have no doubt that this happens. I've gone through this before, and I don't understand why Jets fans are so stupid acting like they don't mm. think this is gonna happen. How mm. many times did we go through this with Revis? Mm. Like, this isn't new to us. Revis held out like twice in a span of like five years or four years. Like this isn't new to us. This happens when you have good defensive players. It's okay. He's going to resign. Like the Jets understand that this is the season to win a title or this is our best chance. They also understand that Aaron Rodgers chose to come to the Jets because of our defense. And who is the anchor of our defense? Quinn and Williams. He is the reason that we get so much pressure on quarterbacks without having to blitz. Correct. And that is why Sauce Gardner can be successful. That is why our defense in general can be so successful because we do not have to blitz. So we need him to come back and yep. he will come back. This is almost like the Aaron Rodgers once he said, I intend to sign with the Jets. So it's almost like a waiting game. It's going to happen. Let's just figure out what the numbers are. And I have no worries. I have no worries. Quentin Williams is going to be a Jet next year. He's going to get paid. And he's hopefully, my only worry is that you know what happens when somebody gets a big fat check. All of a sudden, their play declines a bit. Now, is that going to happen with him? I have no idea. I hope that the fact that he's playing for a Super Bowl contending team motivates him to keep playing the way he has. But, um, yeah, it's never the same, man. Those contract years, the way that people ball out, it, it's, it's not, never the same as after they get that big fat contract. No, I agree. And listen, I, I'm not saying that I'm in the same position you are. Obviously, the, the Dolphins are trying to figure out a way to be able to sign Christian, uh, Christian Wilkins again. But... As important as Christian Wilkins is to my defense, my defense in a whole is what's good. You guys have a big focal point because Christian Wilkins is not on the same level as Quentin Williams. I think that there's levels to it. Like Quentin Williams, let's say, is one, and I put Christian Wilkins in the top five as far as defensive tackles go. But the so Aaron Rodgers, uh, 
Aaron Donald. I'm, Aaron Donald. Yeah, no, 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 no. Too no, many no, goddamn Aaron's in sports. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I'm not taking Aaron Donald out of the equation. What I'm saying is if I if I put them in comparison, mm-hmm. like Quentin Williams is, is definitely top two, top three, and then um, Christian Wilkins as far as importance, down five, seven positions b- below that. What I'm saying is that you need that stud in the middle paid and happy to have a successful defense where 100%. if Christian Wilkins, let's say, holds out or does whatever and you you – don't have them for a couple of games. We have other depth pieces like Raquan Davis and Zach Zeeler that can fill in that void. That's kind of what I'm saying. But I also think Christian Wilkins will get paid. Yeah. All right. Well, Manny, anything else for the people, sir? It was great to be back. I am excited. We're going to be starting going live here, uh, hopefully at some point in July, uh, consistently on probably Tuesday nights. We'll see. But uh, anything else for the people? Man, it's going to be an exciting – listen – it's going to be an exciting football season, barring any crazy injuries on either of our teams. Um, you have the Colin Cowherds of the world that are predicting the Dolphins to finish one in the AFC with the Jets following. And I'm, one has the Jets on two. The other one has the Bills on two. Listen, all I'm saying is it's been a long time, a very long time where we could discuss a potential one and two for the New York Jets or Miami Dolphins. The fact that we could even be in that conversation after the dynasty that was the New England Patriots, I'll take it just being in the conversation. Well, that's what I was going to end with. Isn't it fun that whenever anybody gives a prediction, it's the Jets or the Dolphins or the Bills at one, two, and three, whatever, and but that everybody the has the Patriots at the bottom? <laughs> that's fucking awesome. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, guys. If you were listening on audio, thank you for listening all the way to the end. If you're watching on YouTube, please make sure to like and subscribe, and we will catch you guys next week with the next episode and a special guest. All right. So until then, have a good one.